Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 525. It is a numeric palindrome, motherfuckers of film bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. I'm Becky Foster, hello everybody. Becky, almost forgot she was here. Coming up on this week's show, we are going to be covering Matthew Vaughan's new spy caper action comedy thingy, Argyle. And uh, that's it. Um, I'm, <laughs> it's I'm a get... weird show, isn't it? Yeah, we're yeah. just doing one review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an odd one. Um, American fiction I couldn't get to before um, recording. And um, can you can you guys get to it in the week? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cool. So we'll we'll catch up with uh, American fiction next week. I've already seen Iron Claw. We'll talk about it next week. Um, as well, so we'll be back to double review next week, but yeah, Argyle, and I think there's probably plenty to talk about with Argyle, actually. Um, Also got some movie news, some sad movie news as well. Um, Some, uh, I think some trailers, Um, it's definitely one that I can think of, Um, and uh, some what we've been up to. Uh, We are a pod syndicate podcast, so please do listen to like-minded shows such as uh, Chin Stroker versus Punter, Um, uh, uh, the rewatch project, the good, bad, the odd, and uh, others, and um, yeah, here we go. So, um, movie news. Um, I know there has been some. I can't remember what it was. Well, I mean, we lost Carl Weathers, didn't we? Oh, for fuck's sake, Ian! I literally just said there was some sad news, and I com- it completely dropped drops out of my head. <sighs> Yeah, Carl Weathers, 76, died in his sleep. I'm glad he hopefully didn't feel anything. Um, kind of kind of the way I want to go out. Um, but, man, dude was still around. He was in a Super Bowl ad mm-hmm. that was going to be happening next week. Um, he was yeah. directing episodes of The Mandalorian. He probably would have been in The Mandalorian <laughs> film. Um, man, the dude was still fucking alive and vital and with it, and it sucks. Yeah. He directed ten episodes. Uh, um, he directed two episodes of. Uh, was in ten episodes of The Mandalorian and directed two mm. episodes, and got nominated yeah. for a primetime Emmy. And he, a... he, and I, I remember him saying that like it was like some of the most creatively fulfilling work he's done in ages because he's got like a creative, um, uh, in with it as well. Like it kind of like di- di- like directorially, like more, not just the acting. Um, and yeah, I, it, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it just it sucks. It, it's you know we are such is life. We're gonna get to the point where folks like these are gonna start passing. But it it's just the fact that it wasn't like he'd basically semi-retired. He'd been out of the spotlight for ten years, then passed away. He was he, he was still vital, man. Yeah, he was still making stuff. It's you know it's. I think we were saying um, the day it's just like seventy six doesn't feel old nowadays, and I know like previously it did, but like nowadays it just it kind of doesn't. I think maybe because he kind of he went away from film for quite a while um, and went into into TV, but he was still working quite consistently. But yeah, I mean, fucking hell, the guy was Apollo Creed. (laughs) I mean, he was Dylan. That yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, um, 
Action Jackson is a much underrated film. It's yeah, a, it's fun. Is Action Jackson? It's a really fun, you know, of that of that ilk of eighties kind of, you know, cop action with a touch of kind of comedy in them. Action Jackson's actually it's a bit of a a bit of a VHS rental classic. Is Action Jackson? But it's like. But that's the one that like didn't like quite pan out in terms of what it did for his career, no. and then, yeah. I mean, weird thing was, it was a, it was like it, it didn't pan out, but it did well. You know, the film. I think it's just. I think they couldn't get a sequel off the ground, not because of uh, it wasn't popular or anything like that. It just, it seemed to be. Just the pieces didn't fall into place, but you know the film made a decent chunk of money off like a a relatively even for the time a relatively small budget. Quite, quite it it yeah. I don't know. It just it's it's it yeah it it, it quite it quite upset me this one, um, and. I'm so glad he kind of had that final act with the Mandalorian because he is like a really big part of it as well. And just the fact that he managed to be his last like big screen role was like a good guy helping Mando and he's bloody good in it. But he's also got a little bit of roguish fucking charm as well. Yeah, um, yeah sucks. Fucking rest in peace. Absolute titan. Yeah, just charismatic as fuck, but really good at the dramatic stuff. You know, people, people will often I think remember um, whether it's from the Rocky movies, and you'll look at like the first Rocky, which he's very good in, and then you'll also look at like Rocky Four, but in Rocky Three, he's fucking great, like legit great in that movie, mm. and like lifting Rocky off the ground and getting him to back to go for it. You know, and I thought Stallone's bit that he came out and did, where he basically said, "Look, it, Carl Weathers and Apollo Creed was as big a part of Rocky as 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 anything else." Yeah, yeah. You know, he he was a huge part of this of this thing. You know, I wouldn't be where I am now without Carl Weathers, and he was also what everyone seems to say the same thing about him. Like unprompted, has said, "Look, great athlete, great actor." But just a really great person, like a really great person to be around. Yeah. Um. I swatched. Like I said the same thing. Was you know it was great working with him like that. He said. But the best thing about Carl Weathers was he was just great to be around. He was just a fun guy to spend time with. And that must be fucking cool. Yeah. Sucks. Mm. Really, really sucks. But yeah, and that's the thing. It's never heard. Yeah, you never heard anything about him. Bad. No. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, what else have we got? Um, just looking through deadline. Um, I think it's been relatively quiet again, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Sundance has been happening. 
Um, Everything but, seems to have, have quietened down because everyone's just waiting for the fact that there's going to be some Super Bowl trailers in a few weeks. There's going to yeah. be a Deadpool 3 trailer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? You would yeah. fucking think so. I think, yeah. I think that's going to be the, the, the big Super Bowl trailer, I think, is going to be the Deadpool trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's move on then because I think you're quite right. Trailers, what have you guys got? Uh, long legs. Film that I the the trailer looks interesting. Michael Monroe and and Nicolas Cage. You don't hear see Nicolas Cage, but you definitely hear him making some noises <laughs> that are unmistakably cagey. Um, but my problem Cajun. is yes. <laughs> my problem with this film is terrible name for a film. It's not great, is it? Yeah, awful, it's not great. It's just. You know, I think people when, when there's there's a, a very much a modern euphemism of things giving you the ick. Mm. The name of this film gives me the ick. Yeah. Mm, long legs. It's just icky. It just it it just have a better title. Yeah. <laughs> there mm. must be a better title in the movie. It's not good. Good trailer though. Good trailer. Good trailer. It's good. Good, like, fucking, like, creepy horror trailer. Do you know what's not a good creepy horror trailer? Mm. <laughs> Tarot. No. What's that? Tarot. It, it stars Spider-Man's mate. What, fucking Jacob... Ba-cha-cha-cha? Yeah. Batala... Ban-ban-ban-ta-man. Spider-Man's big mate. Um... Jacob Banterman. Jacob Banterman, yeah. Him, yeah. It, right? It's a trailer for a movie called Tarot, where it's tarot readings. Um, visually, you can barely make out what's happening. It is that dark green colour, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it got to the end of the trailer, and I turned out of Bex and just went, that was fucking boring. And it was a trailer, and I am bored. It just feels like it's just what whoever's like written it slash made it whatever has just watched a lot of horror movies and gone yep we like that we like that we like that we like that yeah but nothing seems to go but yeah but like the, the, there is even within the trailer there is a rip off of Talk to Me a movie that isn't even a year old yeah a jump scare that is a straight rip off from Sinister <laughs> yeah and then just a load of beats that you're going wow. This is like my beginner's guide to first horror. Mm. It just look. This looks fucking awful. <laughs> doesn't look good. And, and, and for you to say this doesn't look good, Becky. I mean, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah, no, you, 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 I know you watch it. But it doesn't look good. But yeah, it looks like an absolute heap of crap. Yeah. And moving on from heaps of crap, <laughs> Ian. Yeah. Wind you up and set you fucking going. The back <clears throat> to black trailer. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Right, okay. So, I was just in a good mood. Um, <laughs> right. Because um, I I did that kind of thing that you do with travel. Like, so, I've been looking at hotels in Bahrain, seeing if like I could get any better hotels, because I've got free cancellation with my one. And my one is doing the exact same type of room for 120 quid less than I paid for it. So All I just right. cancelled the fucker and rebooked it at a lower price. <laughs> That's hundred twenty quid back in my pocket. That pays for one of your nights out. I mean, 
not entirely sure what nights out I'm going to have in Bahrain, mate, if I'm honest. But even though Diplo is playing the post-race concert. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've got about six hours from the end of the race to my flight. And I want to make sure I'm at the airport in good time. Yeah, so you definitely want to get stuck in Bahrain, do you? No, no. I will definitely uh, be uh, not checking out Diplo. Um, by the way, are we still all right to... Uh, are we still all right to record the Wednesday that week? And I'll just... It gives me something to do on one of the nights in my hotel room by myself. Yeah, which week is that? Um, It's like the last week of February. Yeah, I believe so. But I think I'm, I'm very certain. It, I think we checked that the other week, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I want to say it's Wednesday the 28th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can do that Wednesday. Yeah, nice. I'm free, I'm three hours ahead as well. So, like, yeah. Like, uh, we... We'll, we could record whatever time. I can be pretty flexible, but like, yeah, it'll give me something to do in the evening because the Bahrain nightlife is probably not going to be nice. The hotel looks nice, don't get me wrong. But yeah, anyway, so I was in a good mood. <laughs> and then and then you started talking about Back to Black. So we've already kind of went over it when the teaser trailer came out like a month or so ago. Yeah. And this is this is the trailer, this is the US trailer even though I imagine the UK trailer maybe will be the same. Framing this as an epic love story mm-hmm. is genuinely one of the most offensive pieces of marketing I think I've ever seen. Yep. I cannot believe that that is the angle that they are taking with this film. Like A troubled drug addict woman getting with an absolute piece of shit drug addict who ju- like uh, made things worse epic love story sure eddie marzan in this it looks like they've completely cud- cuddly affied mitch winehouse yeah and i mean the youtube description seems to paint the picture that it's going to basically go up to what her winning the mercury and then what there's going to be a title card saying Three, Three years, years later, later. <laughs> Amy had a drug overdose and was found dead by us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it does seem a oh. little bit. It, it 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 just smacks very much of the Bohemian Rhapsodies. Of let's tell let's tell all of the good bits, but let's not let's not like let's not like tell them like truthfully. Let's just let's just make it seem like she wasn't a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> She was just well, a that's, troubled soul. Well, that's why they're in the last three years because she was, wasn't she? Yeah, but there's a point. Problem. There's a point where she might have been a dickhead beforehand. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact is, the the, the other bit that that's kind of irking me is they're they're telling the story that is the her leading up to Back to Black. So they're going to cover like the first album and bits like this, they're getting signed or anything like that. But they're using a visual her of her post that. Because yeah. if you look at the, look at Amy Winehouse from around her first album, she didn't look like that. No, she didn't. Because she, she ended up looking like that because she was a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, an addiction's a terrible thing and not having a go to get woman from being a drug addict. But it is one of those things where you can be a drug addict and just be a dick at the same time. And, it, and being a drug addict just makes you a bit more of a dickhead. 
you know, Pete Doherty is a dickhead, happened to be a drug addict, which made him more of a dickhead. Mm. Mm. There are plenty of people who are, who are dickheads because they're drug addicts. I just feel like this is going to be one of those ones where people are going to watch this and go, oh, wasn't it terrible? And you're going to go, I mean... I went to see her when she was literally like spitting on people and walking off after two songs. Yeah. Um, and just like leaving her dancers there going, this is embarrassing. What do we do now? Yeah. And that didn't even happen once, did it? That was twice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also just the way they're framing this and the way it kind of feels like, I mean, we were talking about it on, on the boy chat and like Noel was saying, he like, um, I quote, I think it'll do well, especially on the, that marketing. It'll attract loads of groups of women and will shift a fuck ton of sparkling pink wine. Mm. And then he followed that up with, let's see which chain massively fucks up with some inappropriate two-for-one Amy wine offer. Yep. With the quote, you won't be able to say no, no, no to our fantastic Prosecco offer. Yeah. And straight up, I could see Odeon doing that. Yep. And I... I re- I just the thing is this is a sanctioned authorized biopic. It's not going to do this. But if they are just playing a blinder to get people in, they're not. And then it it like the last like third is just going to be dark and depressing as fuck. Uh, you know, uh, and and is actually going to try and tell the the media ate her up spatter out and that you know that is what the ending was like don't get me wrong like from everything you say mark i mean like i'm sure she was a bell end and the drugs just made her more of a bell end but there, there's still the the i remember very 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 well the absolute circus around her when she wasn't able to do those gigs and just how much people went dug in i i i remember genuinely one of uh, it will have been the sun ran a a, a a thing once um where you, you could text in to say who you thought would be found dead first yeah. amy winehouse or pete doherty yeah and it was like holy fucking shit mm. and then literally like six months later amy winehouse was found dead do you know? Do you know what though? I reckon if some if GB News tried that now, they'd get a bunch of shit. They'd also get a bunch of people like saying like, "Oh, you like fucking woke mind virus is making people soft, and mm. these are drug addicts, and they deserve to have the piss taken out of them, or what?" You know, I could kind of, i I do wonder what way culture would would actually go if someone tried that kind of shit now. I because I, I I think there'd, there'd be a backlash, but then there'd be a backlash to the backlash. The, 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 someone would do it big just to create because it isn't about. I mean, GB News isn't about news because it isn't officially technically a news show, even though it's yeah. called GB News. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't current there. affairs, isn't it? So it, it's a magazine any, show. Any MP can go on there and say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, but it isn't designed to do anything. It isn't designed to inform. It is designed to literally attract clicks. That is mm. its whole raison d'etre. I'm assuming you guys are aware of Neil Patrick Harris's Amy Winehouse cake 
babysit at a Halloween party, aren't you? Yeah, no. I, I'd kind of forgotten about it. What? Can you imagine someone doing that right now? I mean, again, Neil Patrick Harris, a, a, a guy who has got away with being a kind of a dickhead for a yeah, lot of years. Yeah. I, I mean, he's he's got massive hidden cunt energy to him. Yeah, like he's, that, that he, guy. He, he, so, he's got. Yeah. He's only a few years away from like somebody coming out and going, "No, he's a piece of shit." He's going to get Elland at some point. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, only yeah, yeah. the only way he hasn't so far is he's kind of taken himself out of the limelight a little bit. And he's just raising his kids with his partner, which is pretty. Which maybe is a bit like I'm a bit of a cunt. I need to stop being a cunt now. Yeah. Even though it did, it did make me laugh that he was recently in Doctor Who and he was interviewed. He was just like, "Yeah, I had no idea what Doctor Who was. It was just a part." And it kind of like p- pissed off quite a lot of Doctor Who fans. And I'm, I'm a little bit like, no, if you're pissed off about that, I think you probably need to have a bit of a look in the mirror there. Fair, I, I, fair I would play. say that yeah, if you're pissed off about that, I would also say. Right, a few. Th- I, I don't believe you, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, I don't know, man. If he'd heard of Doctor Who, you'd you'd say it in, you know, when promoting being in Doctor Who. I don't think you'd say, well, no, I'd never heard of it before I got offered the role. You know, he says like, oh, the role was actually really interesting. And it was fun, and I got to do, like play multiple characters and stuff like that. And he's actually not bad in it. But yeah, any- anyway. What what was the cake? Do you want to see it? Is that real? Uh, Did he really serve that as a cake at a party? Yeah. Oh, go on. Put Fucking it, yeah, hell. Anyway. How is that guy still getting work anywhere? Fuck off. No. Not that. No. No. I mean... That can't... No. No. That... That's so much worse than it what did he think she died of I think that's her rotting oh is that what that's really upsetting isn't it yeah is it wrong that I kind of want to know what the cake tasted like that Neil Patrick Harris presented that at a Halloween party yeah his name isn't it the barney man barney yeah. yeah 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 just uh folks google it um what yeah it is shit isn't it i tell you what again you do that now you're getting cancelled and a year down the line he's turning up with gina carano and lawrence fox on one of those daily wire whatever it's called films yeah, yeah. Yep. Bloody hell. Yeah, uh, I liked uh, Gina Carano jumping on the Carl Weathers train, by the way, uh, saying, like, oh, he called me when I got fired from The Mandalorian and told me to keep going. That, I don't think I don't think anybody wants to hear from you, Gina, but good stuff. Yeah, Sorry, go on. Yeah, all you've done there is prove that, that, that he's a nice guy and that you're still a shit. Mm. Back to black, look. It's so weird that Sam Taylor Johnson's directing this. Um, I, I, I feel, I feel, it's weird. Like the 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 girl playing Amy Winehouse was interviewed, I think, by the Guardian or the Observer last week. It was on the Guardian app, anyway. And I, I am wondering when the 
what the fuck is this is going to start I'm, I'm surprised film twitter hasn't been doing that more given how frankly sensitive a lot of film twitter can be to having uh, uh having offense to something i feel like this is a particularly egregious example but you know hey it's a trailer mm. maybe maybe but i'll watch it because I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'll need to have an opinion on it. But I mean, man, at the moment, Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan, I think you boys might be off the hook. Well, let's see, because Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire trailer also came out. Ah, oh, just chock full of lovely Easter eggs. Easter eggs all over the pot, all over the place for us. Lovely shit munches. Num 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 num. I like this. I'm not going to question the quality of the film because Annie Potts is a Ghostbuster. Num 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 num. I just there you go. Do I'm actually really looking forward to the Yeah, yeah. Num 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 num. num. Do you know one num, thing num, that num. is? Do you one <laughs> thing that is baffling me about it though? Go on. Right. It. Uh, sorry, but uh, uh, yes, yes, I did, but you shouldn't be listening. Yep. Okay. Sorry, Max. Sorry, guys. Do, I don't get where the 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 whole filmmakers of this. Don't know where they seem to think that people's focus of uh, of knowledge of Ghostbusters comes from. Because if you go back, everyone looks at Slimer, and Slimer's in this, but he's not in the films. It's the TV series, the cartoon that he was in, yeah, which doesn't seem to actually be a thing anymore, and he's not like rerun or anything like that. Mm. So it's Slimer isn't. It isn't in this because of a character base. It is just brand recognition, Slimer. Num, 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 num. And he is literally num, 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 num. Yeah, but it, it is. I just... Num, 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 num. I don't... I, I, I can't even remember. Why does no one remember the Ghostbusters? Why does no one remember the Ghostbusters? Oh in, in yeah, the like they're, they're like they're kind of, yeah yeah like why aren't they world famous? Yeah. like yeah yeah that feels like something that would still be spoken about. Yeah, mm-hmm. like quite a lot. But like, that's the everybody's thing. just not... got like no, another one. The one a it's... giant marshmallow man walked around in New York. No, people don't. I don't care if they weren't fucking camera phones back then. Yeah. People don't forget that shit. Covered up. Look. Look. I like that Ernie Hudson apparently is now like the rich benevolent benefactor that's like getting the Ghostbusters back together. I think that's great that Ernie Hudson is actually hopefully going to get his due in one of these films. Cool. That that's that's ace. I think the the frozen kind of whole thing I think is an interesting idea. Um it's just the characters they set up in that first one I could not give a flying going to close the door fuck about. Um I, yeah, I, I, it it lost me at uh when they unleashed the drone fucking ghost catcher thing. Uh, I, I, no. Yeah, I. Uh, Paul Rudd. You can hit me with all the negativity you want. I, I think this looks good. And it's got triangle face in it, so. I don't mind triangle face. I'm not a fan of triangle face. 
Who's triangle face? Finn Wolfhart. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe he'll get killed off. Maybe he'll get murdered by Slimer. What they need to do after this one is retire the old Ghostbusters and just let the new cast carry it, because I... I know you don't like them, and I know Ian doesn't like them, but those men look hella old. Oh, you know, like, well, it, it wouldn't if 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 halfway through the movie it turned out that fucking Bill Murray was in it was actually dead and was just a ghost of a Ghostbuster. I don't think you need to put any makeup on the twat right now. No, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is going to be in every single one of these. Oh God, because yes. he, he 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 loves it, you know, and I I, I don't know. He actually looks right. It's Bill Murray. Bill Murray is... I, 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 I yeah, hope yeah. it's good. I hold out little hope that it actually will be good. Look, I mean, I, okay, look, I said I'm, I, I wasn't going to see it. Who am I, who am I fooling? Of course I'm, of course I'm going to go watch it. But, you know, I, I do, like, I really, really don't need Paul Rudd being a man boy through the entire thing, which it feels like. Like, when he said about, like, busting makes me feel good at the end. No. No. Num, 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 num. But the thing is, they, uh, no. but, but people know the song, but they don't know that the Ghostbusters were a thing. I'm glad this is becoming a thing. That's great. Sorry, but I am happy to be a shit muncher for this. Oh, num, 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 num. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Mark. That's really got me. That's no, really that's fine. Me. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yes, please. Oh, I want no, this in yeah. my eyes right now. <laughs> num, 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 num. This is me. We this watched... is me. <laughs> we watched the trailer for um, uh, Long Legs, and it, at the end of it, I was like, you had me at Nicolas Cage. With this, it's like you had me at Henry Cavill. The only Henry Cavill puppet is I will not watch is anything that's got that fucking idiot girl from Stranger Things in. Um... <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I'd watch him play fucking Warcraft, watch him paint D&D figurines, like he's just, he's just such a like, he's got a real good energy to him, like he's just, I'm so excited for the Highlander remake. He does, he does seem like he, like he's just a a fun guy to be around. He's just, he's, it's not fair because he's such a fucking nerd, but he gets to look like that. It's uh, the, the, all the, the nerds in the world are looking at him, thinking, "You fucking twat." The, the, the best Henry Cavill, not Henry Cavill in movie thing that isn't that video of him um, building a gamer PC <laughs> is um, was it the Oscars where he popped out some Girl Scout cookies and just started eating them? <laughs> nice. uh, and Chris Evans asked him, "Where are they, Girl Scout cookies?" And he's just like nods at him. <laughs> Chris Evans just can't stop laughing. But it's the face that, that Henry Cavill... Again, terrible for podcasting, but Google it. It's the face that Henry Cavill has when he's nodding about his Girl Scout cookies. It's just fucking perfection. Like a real naughty little thing. Yeah, I'll find it. Talk about, talk about the film and I'll find it. No, I want to know how many hot women he's talked to about Warhammer in yeah. his life. <laughs> I did like uh, yeah I, I I yeah I mean he's having the, he is having the life we all want to have yeah uh, that's it, it it's great and I mean this this film I didn't realise it was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer yes yeah, and the idea of Guy Ritchie working with Jerry Bruckheimer is incredibly exciting to me yeah because um, you know that they're gonna make sure Bruckheimer will make sure this film is marketed well in America yeah bloody right. Oh, hang on! You just 
Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Just Chris Evans. And, oh, like Chadwick Boseman in the fucking foreground as well. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, Chris Evans just laughing there. Like, uh, yeah. Are those girls go out because cookies? Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know. Like, that's some real genuine... I'm having a fun time laugh shit. That yeah, good, good. Um but this film looks good. Yeah. Um just, this, yeah, this it, it it feels like good big screen dumb fun directed well telling a good sto- like story. Yeah, why not? Well into it. Yeah, that's it. And it's I mean Henry Cavill just sticking his tongue out every time he starts shooting everything. <laughs> it's just I really hope it is like, like bang on fucking two hours long. Gets in and just fucking just get shit done. Mm. Yeah, it. I, 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 I there've been some really, really good trailers the last few weeks. Like it kind of it, it fit. It feels like we're gonna be all right this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I think we very much are. Yeah. You know, with the strikes and whatnot, it was a little bit, oh, mm, are things going to be okay? And, like, certainly, like, January and February have been maybe a touch light. But, yeah. But, but it, March it feels... 1st, we've got June Part 2. Yep. Woo! And then we've got Furiosa not too far after. Are you aware that they're reshowing June on the IMAX? With yeah. with some June Part 2 shit Next. on it as well, apparently. Next Friday. Yeah. We're a fucking gig. Yeah, we are a gig. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, it's on Saturday as well. I'm not going through New York on Saturday. Watch that. You can go on your own then. Sunday? No. Sunday? No. Anyway. Yes, Any other trailers? I think that'll do it for me. Yeah, I don't think we've got, we've got any. Right. Um. No, Oh, Noel's just texted me about Le- Legend of Zelda Lego. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> I already want to spend two hundred pound on a bloody Lego Technic Mercedes F1 car that just got announced last week. I honestly might ask Donna to get me that for my birthday. They are fun to build. Fortieth birthday. Here's some Lego. My mum got me some for my fortieth. It was Lego. Yeah. Just embrace it. I need I need non Lewis Hamilton branded uh, Mercedes (laughs) anyway. You do now, yeah. He's gonna fucking rue the day. No, he's not. He's gonna have a great time. He's gonna have a great time. I can't. I can't. I can't even say that without just going. No, he won't. It's Ferrari. It's Ferrari. Even if even if he's not that competitive, he gets to wear the red and race with Ferrari. Till the end of his career, a fucking asshole. Right, <laughs> he's not an asshole. He's great. I don't mean it. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like he's listening. Right. Okay. Anyway, let's stop talking about that. Between that and Klopp, bad couple of weeks for us. Yeah, yeah, an emotional time. Fucking. I'm just. I'm glad I'm actually going to get to see Hamilton racing for Mercedes in the flesh. Like I've I've timed that well. Wait, so, so so he's racing for Mercedes this coming season. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Ferrari next year. So he's going to race for Mercedes this year, but has already told them that he's not going to be there next year. Mate, this is one of the beautiful things about F1, right? It doesn't usually happen this early, but you you will have drivers announce during the season, yeah, I'm off to another, or, or teams but going, yeah, we're getting rid of. And they still have to drive for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Carlos wild. Sainz has got a drive for Ferrari for a year, knowing there's shit canning him. That's fucking wild, that. It's great. I think I think literally great. that's it. He was just Ferrari now. No. He, no, so, sorry, anyone not interested in the F1 stuff, apologies, I'll be quick. So, he signed a two-year deal for this year and next year that was announced at the end of August last year. And they just said it was a two-year deal. It's now come out that there was a break clause after the first year and Hamilton just exercised that break clause and went, I'm out. So Mercedes have got to put him up for a year and like let him drive. Basically, it like eke him out of meetings because they could be talking about next year stuff. And Carlos Sainz has got a year to find a seat. He'll get a seat easily. But he's got a year driving for Ferrari. He was the only non-Red Bull driver to win a race last year. And they still shit-canned him. But you would because it's Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc is Ferrari through and through. You could cut that guy in his... Like, the marrow would be the fucking red Ferrari logo. It... So yeah, this is that, and that's the great soap opera of it all, mate. Like, well, part of it, the fact that you'll have th- these these relationships where it's like, how much effort do they put into him? Yeah. How much effort are they going to put into supporting Lewis Hamilton this season? Why would they? Yeah, you know, other than you just know, they got the constructors' championship, but just, you know, just, just at a pit stop, just take all those wheels off and just don't put any more on. <laughs> but um, mate, seriously, he's going. He's going to Ferrari, where they have had some absolute clangers with pit stops. They um, brought out the wrong tires for one of their drivers uh, on one of them. Uh, on one, can, can I just say, Ian? On one of them. I, I, I know this sorry? isn't what happened, but in my brain, someone's bringing out like a fucking wagon, fucking like an old school fucking. Wild West wagon fucking tire out. <laughs> going, oh I mean, shit, it's the wrong one. That would be incredible. The thing is, they are all colour coded. So he saw all the other people with the right colour tire and didn't realise, oh, I've got the wrong colour tire until they started trying to put it on. Oh, man. <laughs> it's great. Well, there was another one as well where they told, I think it was Charles Leclerc, told him to box, to pit. And then as he's going up the pit lane, went, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do it. And he's just like, I'm coming in. And because they, they've told both of them to pit at the same time. So then he just has to wait for the other one to pit before he can pit. It, like, Ferrari, mate, oh, man. I mean, it'd be so funny if they do that to Lewis Hamilton. Because he's really, really media trained. And he'll just have to be so passive aggressive. But he won't be able to say anything. Um, but anyway, good luck, Lewis. I kind of mean it. Argyle. Argyle is directed by Matthew Vaughan and stars 
Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Dua Lipa, um, Ariana DeBose, um, kinder for both of those two. I mean, Richard E. Grant is here. I think he's in one shot. Yep. Um, John Cena um, and others. Um, so, a reclusive author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate realizes the plot of the new book she's writing starts to mirror real world events in real time. Um, well, not really, because like she can't remember. She's like trying to think what she would do. But the film does give that impression that that is what's happening there. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay, so uh, look. Um, oh, my game's suddenly gone really down. That's weird. Um, oh, I don't want to miss. Hang on. Oh no, it's been like this all all the time. Okay. Hang on. Sorry, this is very bad of me. I just want to. No, I can't. All right. I don't know what I'm recording into. I thought it was the Yeti. I think it is. Anyway, sorry. So, uh, right. All spoilers all the time. Um, there are... I mean, Ar Argyle is nothing if it's not a film with twists. Um, it's all right, though, because start... it provides you with a really clear roadmap as to where it's going, so it's all right. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to start with Becky. Becky was not super enthused about going to see Argyle. Did say, you know... People can nope out of these things, but seeing as like, it was the only dedicated. one that we were doing, though, I figured I, I probably should. Yeah, I, I bribed you with breakfast, didn't I? You did bribe me with breakfast, <laughs> and a gift okay. that did not materialise. So you didn't see anything you wanted. I did. Yeah, what? That ring. I wasn't one hundred percent on it. Well, there you go. Then. Next time we go. Carry on. You should have put a ring on it, Becky. What did you think? Um. I mean, to uh, get the obvious one out of the way, it's far too fucking long. It does... Far too long. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, now that sounded louder, yeah? Yeah. Sorry. Testing. Testing. Okay. I'm really... I'm sorry, I'm sorry Becky. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just trying to... I don't know how well I'm coming out here. Apologies if I sound like shit today. I'll fix it next week. Sorry, Becky. Carry on. <laughs> um, it's, it's not as bad as i anticipated what i was hoping was that sam rockwell would be able to save it and he does to an extent not completely because it's not great but it, he's what makes it bearable um he's he's actually genuinely very very fucking good in this um like a pleasure to watch um we were saying weren't we after after we'd watched it it's like it it, it has an idea and then the idea's fine and it's actually kind of fun. And then it, the idea goes on for like 15 minutes. Like it just, everything they do overstays its welcome. Like the, I, I mean, I know you fucking loved it from start to finish, but the fight scene that they're having with the um, smoke canister things, that's, that's really fun, but it lasts too long. The ice skating thing on the oil is fine. <laughs> But it lasts too long. It, I, even having a little bit where she's like um, Bucky Barnes by um, Moira from Shit's Creek, it would be fine, but it goes on too long. I mean Delia from Beetlejuice. The <laughs> fuck did you just do? But like, it's... She's, I think she's, a lot of people would say Moira for Shit's Creek these days, Mark. Uh, We've lost that battle. And a lot of people can fuck off and die. She's fucking great in this as well. Brian Cranston's really quite fun in it. Or from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it, do you know what? <sighs> Henry Cavill's hair upset me. He flapped up. He's, I, I, I don't like that at all. Dua Lipa was actually alright in it. I was expecting her to be just a disaster, but she's fine in it. She's not in it for She could long. have been in it more, man. Yeah. Um, certainly got a lot more charisma than the main actress that's in it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fine. It thinks it's really clever and it's not, and I hate that. I really hate smug films, and this is smug. This... Yeah, yeah. Born is a bit of a smug it, filmmaker. <laughs> it, that, yeah, I mean that that's the, that's that's the thing in it. Um, the Kingsman films. I'll talk about them later. But there is an air of I'm being quite clever here, aren't I? I'm I'm being quite daring. But then, like, he has Kingsman, got a real twisted fucking mind. Yeah. I but well, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like Kingsman, like where it's that. The bit where, like, it's um, land is it land of hope and glory? Is like all those heads are blowing up, and it's like all like it's basically everybody who sided with Samuel L. Jackson. So, a lot of the government of the free world, their heads all just blowing up and stuff. That's great, you know, and, and like, and that feels quite cheeky and daring and whatnot. I think, yeah, I don't know, Mark. So, um, Argyle, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to what you thought about Bryce Dallas Howard in this more than anything else, if I'm honest. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I quite like Bryce Dallas Howard. I, I, I like her as a, as a screen presence. They did a real dirty with that outfit. A little bit they? dirty with the outfit, yeah. Um, what, towards the end? Yeah. Glamorous oh. outfit, fucking hell. Yeah. When, when the one thing you've got going for you is you've got really kick-ass fucking red hair. No, don't do that. Yeah, I, 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 when, yeah, when the person who did that bob looks like it was, it was, it was a dad who was having to do it because the mum was away. <laughs> Um, it had very strong <laughs> that energy to it. Um, That's good. But I, I, I quite like it. I think she's a fun screen presence. I think that she... Mm. There's little quirks within it. The the bit where she's got to run and she takes off the stilettos it, as a kind of nod to everybody getting in their panties and a what about the Jurassic World stuff, I thought was quite fun there. Um, I thought she pulled off the action bits well. Um, did you? I, yeah, I did, Becky. I know you didn't. I just don't think she moves well. Right. Like, with for the choreography kind of side of it. And I, I, I think that that is because it, there was too much of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I didn't realise before the film started that it was a 12A, and then when the 12A came up, I was like, ooh... I have a feeling that might bite this film in the arse, and it does. Mm. It really does bite the film in the arse that it's a 12 oh, Um It. I don't. I don't get why it's a 12 and not just have it be a fifteen and let Matthew Vaughan do his thing. Um, because I just don't think there's anybody like under fucking like 15 he was going do you know what I really want to see that new Matthew Vaughan movie yeah um, unless I, I don't know but it I just felt I think it did suffer from it there was bits where you were looking at going based on his previous films that would have been quite a gory looking oh scene but it, there's no blood in it because it's a 12 eight. Oh, the skating one 
No, in everything. Oh, right, okay. In all the battles, there's, there's basically no blood no, because it's a 12-8. Yeah, I didn't um, I, I'm sorry, I was howling with laughter during the, the, the dance in the smoke thing. Fucking brilliant. Genuinely. Just, I was, I, I was getting to a low energy point with it where I was struggling with it a little bit. Then that happened and I was like, nah, fuck off. All is forgiven, Matthew. All is forgiven. This is fucking great. And then he puts another set piece in that was an and absolute piece of shit. And then it goes on for shit. like another 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But the, 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 the skating on the oil bit shouldn't be in it. It's, 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 it's a nonsense. And it's, it's not even very good and it's not even fun to watch. It's shit. Take that out of it and you, you come, instantly you're making the film like six or seven minutes shorter and it's better for it. Oh, it is six or seven minutes. It felt like about an hour. It felt too long. And I was saying to you as we came out, there's with this film, that there has to be the element of suspension of belief. So you have to suspend belief that that could happen, that a woman would be able to skate just on some knives dug into her boots. Fine. I'm okay with that. I was on board with that. But you have to then suspend belief to go, hang on a minute, if she's skating on those knives, that is going to create some form of spark, yeah, which is already, going to blow this up. Which, when you've already, as a plot point, addressed the fact that the, there can't be sparks there. Yeah, there. Yeah. there. There is too many. It, that is just Matthew Vaughan um, and James Fuchs, who wrote it, just having all of these fucking cakes around them when they're writing and making the film and just fucking eating fucking all of them. And it's a little bit like, no. Sorry, there's, no. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that. There's the bit about the shooting him through the bit that meant that actually he wouldn't get shot through the heart. And, you know, yeah, yeah she did that. She got that idea from a fan who emailed her. And then it's like, that's the most stupid thing I ever heard. Yeah, but it worked, didn't it? Kind of like that kind of... Yeah, but we're we're film watchers watching a film. Yeah, and just because you're calling it out that it's really really stupid, and then in the film you say, "Yeah, it worked," but it 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 is is... actually a stupid thing when watching a film. So the you're you're being quite clever calling that out there. No, you no no you're not. It is it it, it, it kind of it it plays itself. It's a weird moment. There's a few moments like that. Um, But Sam Rockwell is in. Is basically just let off the leash to do Sam Rockwelly things, Um, which is always going to be great. You know, it's it's like my has got gone. Sam, you're going to get to a lot of dancing. Dancing's going to be a big part of your character, and that works out really fucking well for it. Um, But that's the thing. It's like. But that's the thing where it's quite it's quite knowing and it's quite meta if you know that Sam Rockwell has a penchant for dancing in films. Yeah. Which is just a, like, num, num, num. You know, that is a, a weird kind of Easter egg-y kind of thing, but it's not calling itself out within the film itself. Um, yeah. And, and also, the Bucky Barnes thingy, the thing towards the end, mm. right? That is fucking dumb, especially considering how many times could they have done that to her? Yeah. At points in that film? Yeah. Yeah, and it, just it, it's, can, it goes yeah. on for too long. It, it, it takes it you all the way to one side, and then it takes you all the way back to the other side, and it's just a little bit like... But the thing is, I think... The, I, 
I think one of the things that made me angry about this movie, and it, and it is, it's highlighted by the post-credit scene as well. How fucking arrogant is Matthew Vaughan? Very, he is actually like. He has vastly overestimated the cultural impact of the Kingsman movies to put that in as the post-credits and think anyone's going to give a shit. But... Um, right, okay, I'll stop you there. I swear to God, I swear, someone on my row pointed at the screen and shouted, Kingsman! Yeah, but that's... that's... And it wasn't I... me. What? <laughs> the, the, the club is called Kingsman, like... It, it just, uh, it's so arrogant, uh, the, and like, and the the film is arrogant because it's like, it's like he's gone. We're gonna have this extra bit in here where where, where this happens, and it's gonna go on quite well because everyone's gonna be really in it. I, I I find it really amusing how badly Matthew Vaughan has taken not getting the gig to direct a Bond movie. Oh yeah, because his his comment on casting Henry Cavill was Bond related. Wasn't yeah, it? basically that um... he wanted to get the kind of person that would play Bond before Bond got him. Yeah. Yeah. I need somebody who was born to play Bond. Play James Bond, which Henry is, and then nicking before Bond's studio did. He plays a lives and life action hero with a wink. It's very different from Kingsman. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> the only difference between this and Kingsman, because you actually tie them in together at the end, is this is a 12A. Mm. Look, I enjoyed it. Overall, I, I had a good time with the film. I think it's fun. Um, I think it's quite throwaway. Um, I, I find it amusing that it costs two hundred and fifty million dollars, apparently, and even Matthew Vaughn's gone. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, he sold it to Apple for yeah. two hundred million. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it, it is. Cost two hundred million. Apple bought it. It cost Apple two hundred million. Yeah. And it, it, this it, is the thing. Vaughn self finances all this stuff and then just sells it to studios. It's why he can do. Basically, if he wanted to, he can do a Kingsman cinematic universe because Fox doesn't own it. He does. Yeah. He and he owns Argyle. Like the what they can do with it. Like but the it's... Kingsman movies are not very good. I like the Kingsman movies. Oh, well, I'll talk about the Kingsman films. I, like the I think Kingsman they're movies. great. I'll talk about them in a bit. I, I, overall, I enjoyed Argyle. Uh, Sam Rockwell's great. I enjoy Bryce Dice Howard. I know you don't like it, Becky, but you have to just move on. Henry Cavill's flat top is um, is fun. I thought um, fucking what's his name? John Cena wears the shit out of a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I get I get the feeling like he now has his contract that he's got to wear a Hawaiian shirt in every movie he's in because uh. it's happening a lot. I'm starting to get a little bit weird out by the fact that there's a lot of fights. On, there's a lot of movies where there's action set pieces on trains now, but we'll come back to that at some point. Dua Lipa's fine in it. Uh, Ariana DeBose uh, is a charisma vacuum. Uh, and I mean, like, a- Ariana DeBose has less screen time than Dua Lipa, and Dua Lipa is basically in it for a dance. Yeah. Dua Lipa is I, in I, it for I, a slow I, motion dance scene. It's incredible they're both in... Sorry, I just... I think it's incredible that they were both trailered in the... Like, they had their names in the marketing... And I get it with Dua Lipa, but Ariana DeBose, yeah, okay, she's an Oscar winner, but I don't think people necessarily know who she is. And she is barely in this. Like, I mean, what? She's in, like, two shots towards the start, and then she's in a scene at the end. Yeah. I I will say one thing, though, of someone that I thought was a little bit meh in it. Sam Jack? No, I thought Sam Jackson was great in it. 
Um, I thought he was doing Sam Jack, but yeah. I thought he was, but I thought at least he, 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 I, 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 I'm fine with that. But I thought Brian Cranston was just, really, is this, you seem like you're half asleep doing this. Mm. It's just real, I, real, I've learnt the lines, I haven't done anything else. Energy from him. I feel like Sophia Boutella was better in it than, than the actual size of the part she should have been. She had like a real kind of odd quality to her in that scene. Really. She was the keeper of secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, she was alright. I actually quite liked her in this. She's the one that's in that awful mummy movie, isn't she? Mm. Yeah. yeah she's, she the, um, she's the kind of like the, the odd job figure in the first Kingsman as well. Um, yeah, um, she is, isn't she? Yeah. She's, yeah, she's good in it as well. Yeah, like, really. She, yeah, she's very yeah. much what if Gal Gadot wasn't a twat. <laughs> mm. um, I hope Rebel Moon Two gives us some more more acting to do, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, for for what it's worth as well, I think uh, Rockwell's great. Um, I thought Bryce Dallas Howard's. It, it, it's. I think it's an interesting role to give to an act, actress like her. To be honest. Um, and she definitely plays up the red-headed author better than the blonde bombshell secret agent. But I almost feel like that's kind of a, the point of the film is what if this kind of like actress was in this kind of a role? And I thought she acquitted herself like quite well. Um, the the like the, the kind of like the cinematic universiness of it all. I feel like Vaughn's timed it slightly wrong because, like, it kind of feels like people are a bit sick of them now. Um, apart from that one guy point, it literally did the DiCaprio meme in my screening. Um, and good, good on him. And, hey, look, I mean, yeah, I I noticed earlier as well, like, there was um, the Statesman, like, the, the whiskey company in the second one that's like the American Kingsman there was a statesman bottle around at one point as well. Like there, there are these little uh. bit like num, num, num Easter eggs. And, but the thing is, like I say, Vaughn, I kind of respect the fact that Vaughn's just doing all of this. Like he's raising all the money himself and he's doing all this stuff. It, the fact that Argyle has not done very well, it's going to be interesting to see what, what the pivot is now. And Bex, I mean, I will say, like having the sequel teaser at the end, the Kingsman tie-in, and Argyle book one, the movie coming soon. F- come on, mm. that it, that is too much. That is too much. Like you are really, really like confident that people are going to want to see more of the Argyle <laughs> universe, and. Like I I I feel like this was a decent enough one off the lost city meets total recall meets Kingsman. Mm. Why can't it just be that? Because no, everything has to be the start of a franchise nowadays. Yeah, but not just the franchise, the cinematic universe. Mm. You know, like it, it But then again, <laughs> If we're going to get another Kingsman film with Colin Firth and Taron Egerton and they meet up with Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard, I'm kind of not against it. That'd be pretty that fucking be cool. Fun. Yeah. You know, Channing Tatum as well. Why not? You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. Yep. 
but at the same time, I think this is one of Vaughn's weakest films. The 12A definitely doesn't help. Um, the cat stuff. Oh, yeah. Also, the cat is apparently Claudia Schiffer's actual cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. It's the actual cat. But, I, was, but, I was watching, right. I was watching uh, a little like making of bit of it, the featurette thing, and the cat just wandered by in the background. And the guy who's doing it goes, wait a minute, is that... That's a real cat. And he's like, yeah, it's just my cat. <laughs> Scottish folds are ugly, ugly cats. Um, they've got real big fat heads. Um, that's another really unrealistic thing in the movie. No, oh. cat, no cat person would ever go and get in the car with him and leave the cat with no. the baddies. Absolutely not. No. That, that made us angry, didn't it? Yeah, how about you go back for the cat? You wouldn't have forgotten it in you the first place. You wouldn't have forgotten it in the first place, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be the same with Keats, to be fair. But, look, look, I mean, yeah, it, I, I, it's definitely not shit. Um, definitely not shit, it, yeah. is, it, it, it is too long, but I think the performances are fun. A couple of the twists, I thought, worked quite well, and the action was decent. That smoke one with fucking Leona Lewis's cover of Run was <laughs> just very, like, that was very funny. But I also, I thought it was kind of weirdly sweet, yeah. like, the way they're kind of, like, dancing with each other and kind of, like kind of like finding that old connection I, I yeah i don't know that worked for me actually um but yeah definitely not shit definitely not shit thanks i don't feel like i can rate it fairly so i'm going to abstain i'm going to plead the fifth you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that why because you can't why because all right shit fine all right that's fine like these are these are subjective opinions yeah. you know like i I'm pretty sure there's a very large chance I'm going to call Ghostbusters Frozen Empire shit, even if I talk quite positively about it. The thing is, I, I didn't want to see it. I don't like Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I do. I don't like her gormless face. I don't like her screen presence. I don't think she has a good energy. I don't think she ever is convincing as a human being. Um, she always feels like an actor playing a character rather than the character oh, she's right, playing okay. she's she's just not she's so robotic and wooden and i think i think she's just shit but i really tried and for a bit there i was kind of like do you know what she isn't that bad in this and then she just fucking was again and it was like right well i tried bryce you piece of shit fuck off now so she ruins it for me it's it's not it's not a cinematic masterpiece without her anywhere and then she spoils it so yeah shit our audience poll was definite shit 50% and shit 50% fair oh do you know what I thought was a bit weird as well I just remembered they they say or at least maybe I misheard but they say at one point they're kind of like the bit where Catherine O'Hara is like taking those phone calls earlier on it's almost like a set mm. on on that ship yeah because they've got, yeah. Do, do, do you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah. Right. What was that bit where she answered the door to the neighbour about the sugar about there? No, no. Because she says, doesn't she? We've had a set made, made here, to, yeah. So that if we do have oh, to come in, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they didn't cover that. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That was a fuck. That was a weird old moment though. Like just the that again. That's just like thirty seconds you can cut out. Yeah, it was already quite long. That's 30 seconds you can cut out. There's so many Why is that there? seconds you could cut out of this movie. No, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I suppose it's kind of like testament to the fact that it does just feel like there's a lot of fat on the film. Mm. Yeah. 
You know, like the like the, towards the end when they're just constantly cutting to Samuel Jackson watching a fucking basketball game. Yeah, which I do believe was just Samuel Jackson just watching a basketball watching game. Watching a basketball game. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. that bit where she did call her mother. Yeah. Why did she call the neighbour's mobile instead of just calling her mother's mobile? Because she thought the phone might be tapped. The, the bigger question there is why does she have the neighbour's mobile number? That's why weird. does she have her mum's neighbour's mobile number? Yeah, it's a good point. But yeah, but, yeah. But that and know it off. Off the top of her head, yeah. yeah. She seems like the sort of person that might know numbers off the top of her head. What a bit of an idiot savant. I mean, she's the best-selling novelist. I don't think she's an idiot, babe. Mm, she cuts that Novels beautiful. are a bit shit as well, aren't they? Cuts- Made me laugh that they're talking about... Yeah, like... They're, yeah. Because there was that whole bloody conspiracy theory about how, like... Taylor Swift. Vo- yeah. Mm. I, I can imagine Taylor Swift writing a spy novel like that, to be honest. I won't lie. What, I believe one? it. Yeah. Yeah? I believe it. It wasn't her. Re- no, I believe it was probably screenwriter Jason Fuchs. Well, they've released the novelisation now, haven't they? Have they? Yeah. I'm sure that's just a novel. <laughs> No, because it's not based on a novel. Oh, no, I was joking. Um, what's what, who would read novel? that? It's like that bloody. Because it's Ant-Man fucking arrogant, one. Ian, and it thinks everyone wants yeah. more of it. Hey, look, it, you, you, I'm I'm buying the sh- I'm, I'm buying the shit you're selling, Bex. To be honest, it, it, like I I still like the film enough, but I could, I absolutely get why why that's annoying because it is. Yes. About the author, Ellie, num, 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 Ellie num, Conway. Num. Right, so they're, they're saying it's by Ellie Conway because they fucking think they're real fucking clever, but it's not. It's a, a writer and the screenwriter worked together on it or something. Fuck off, Argyle. Just fuck off. CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the it's... main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time though. I mean, am I st- is this on? Okay, so what have you guys been up to? What have, we've not watched that much together actually this week, have we back? We haven't. Should we do the ones we've watched together though? Yes, we have. What did we watch? What did we what did we watch? Oh, I thought I'd this. <gasps> did you? Ooh. Yeah, maybe I didn't want to tell Letterboxd that I'd watched it. <laughs> wow. So we watched the classic Paulie Shaw movie, Biodome. <laughs> we did, yes. <laughs> Who suggested Biodome? I suggested Biodome. You suggested Biodome, didn't you? Yeah. I'm actually thinking of suggesting we watch that um, one with Carla Gugino in it as well. Son-in-law. Son-in-law? Yeah. 
Still not looking great. Mainly because I like Carla Gugino. I quite like to watch, um, what is it, Women in Trouble and what's the other one? This... Uh, Electrolux. Yeah, I don't mind watching them again actually. Um, Biodome's dumb as fuck. <laughs> it's just really fucking dumb. But it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> It, Not kind of funny. It really has its moments. And it's it's obviously very much of the 90s. It's very much MTV generation movie. The yeah. movie, isn't it? But, yeah, it's funny. I always forget what's his face is in it as well. Um, Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. I always just remember the Paulie Shaw and the Kylie-ness of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. It's a fun film. It's fucking stupid. Tenacious D in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, 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 it is a fun movie. It's weird that it's um, it's a just not shy 28-year-old movie mm. um, that is about, like, environmental protections. <laughs> yeah. And it's 28 years ago. Yeah. So I think that element, the whole, like, element of it, of, of the crux of the story, wouldn't feel out of place now. now. No. But it kind of should feel out of place now. But it wouldn't. But yes, the whole, like, it is a very MTV generation styling of it and framing of it and the slacker, them being slacker element of it and just the, the outright stupidity mm. of it. The, do you know what feels unrealistic? What? That the government and the grown-ups in charge care about the environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the most unrealistic yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stupid but fun. Uh, like really stupid. And we, we 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 continued that, didn't we? Watching another stupid but fun film. <laughs> yeah, we did. We uh, yeah. So we watched Deadpool two. Obviously, Deadpool three shits ramping up at the moment, isn't it? So yeah, we've, we've seen Deadpool enough times, I think, haven't we? Yeah, I, I might rewatch Deadpool closer to the, the time, yeah, but yeah. I just I've I've seen Deadpool a lot more times. I've seen Deadpool two. Yes, yeah. It's 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 got some really funny moments. This movie. It's I. I think my I'm a bit tired of Ryan Reynolds and he needs to take a little bit of a break has has made me kind of misremember the Deadpool movies as being less funny than they are. They're really fucking good. Uh, for me, I think Deadpool two gets better every time I watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because that. it's fun. It's stupid. It's very violent at points, yeah. and all that's great. Yeah, all that is great. But the emotional beat, it does actually get quite right yeah. and fits them within the framework of the rest of the film. Yeah, it does. So, you know, the, the, the genuinely, the, the bit where you have where he dies and he actually dies um, in it and you get him essentially going across the, 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 the barrier that he can't cross um, to her and you've got in a completely, and I put this in the boy chat, in a completely non-ironic, not piss-takey way, but you've got the acoustic, unplugged version of Take On Me playing, which feels kind of... It, it's a really well-done bit. Yeah. And you might watch it going, why is Deadpool 2 like genuinely making me tear up? Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it holds it for that, and then you get... But like literally just before, Juggernaut has been killed by having an electric wire stuck up his ass and pushed into a swimming pool. <laughs> I remember though, like the first time when it first came out, watching it, and it gets to the end and the credits roll, and she's still dead, and it's like, what? Yeah. They can't leave her dead. 
then it's just like this fucking like post cred scene. Like if you if you if you weren't if you were, are not a person that stays for post creds, she's still dead in your mind. But it's yeah, I, I very much enjoyed my rewatch of Deadpool two. It is a lot of fun, but yeah. it is also an actually good film as well. I'm I'm now very much looking forward to Deadpool three. I think it should end there. I definitely don't think that that, yeah. I, that you should hang up the the red suit after that, which I think he's pretty much come out and said he's going to. Mm. Um, but what do you think he do you think he won't even like make guest appearances in MCU films? Or I think there's an element that he might do that as a shits and giggles kind of thing, but I don't think he's gonna crop. Mm. I think it'll be literally one scene bits. I don't think he'll be he'll be in it for like a, a, a 10, 15 minute sequence. I think it'll be literally. A, a, a one scene where he takes the piss out of him or something like that. This, yeah, this branch you, you can't... of Marvel where I find much more interesting at this stage than the other branch of Marvel. Like the X-Men mm. Deadpool branch. Yeah. Is Venom part of that as well? No, that's another other part that's more interesting than what's actually going on yeah. in the MCU. Yeah. I just, yeah, this this side of it. Like, I'd, I'd watch rebooted X-Men shit. I'd watch more X-Men shit. I mean, you're gonna have, you're, you're gonna get to because they're gonna do it. Mm. We need some to fucking reboot it. Also, as well, it, I don't know. We said this before, but it's such a shame that TJ Miller's a, a dickhead. He's so funny because he's because man, that guy's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know that doesn't excuse the fact that he is a bit of a dickhead, but he's got good line delivery. He really does. Yeah, it's, it is a shame. Yeah, that he's a that he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, just, I, I don't really understand. I mean, that shirt cocking it is a great line. <laughs> I actually think, and I know you don't agree, but I think Julian Dennison's a really good actor as no, well. No, he's not. He's really he's good not. in Hunt for the Wilder People. He, 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 I'm fine, but he's not a good actor there. He's I just like him. not. I think he's good in there. I think he's really good in there. I think maybe it's just because I like listening to his voice. I like his accent. He's not very good. <laughs> He's just not. <laughs> uh, what have you? What have you? What have you been talk on your your lonesome there, Rebecca? <laughs> um, I've read a lot. Cool. Um. Well, actually, I have done some things, haven't I? Okay. Right. Okay. So, Ian alerted me to the fact that the Silent Hill short message, short game slash demo project thing. Yeah. Was dropping. Um, <laughs> we, the PlayStation Store had crashed. Yeah. It? Um, yeah, it crashed the PlayStation Store. Yeah. So um, Silent Hill broke the PlayStation Store. It eventually started working again. I downloaded it at about, was it about midnight? About that, yeah. Um, and played it for, for, a, for a good long while it's it's the first game in a while that I've had to stop because it was late at night and it was a bit scary and it's mainly because of that cherry blossom bitch she's a she's a cunt she just chases you so there's no um, no combat in it uh, basically it's a basic story I haven't finished it yet but I'll I'll get to it it's not even that long I think it's about an hour and a half but I just haven't been able to get back to it um but um we yeah so she she's um trying to find her friend in this abandoned apartment building but then she's also texting with another friend 
and the other friend's referencing the fact that the friend that she's trying to find is dead and committed suicide and this apartment building is like a really popular suicide spot so obviously the end of the game I'm, I'm assuming will wrap the story up and why she's gone to this apartment building to find her dead friend I think it, the, under the you know she's talking about her as though she's alive um, but it's very much about um, bullying and being young in a always online age alright um, so it's, it's, it's doing some real interesting stuff there so but the actual gameplay itself is it's very very much like a lot of people have sort of mentioned it's, it's very similar in tone to PT oh god you people are obsessed with that it's really good so in PT did you play PT Ian uh, I tried it did you, I didn't get very far did you ever, scary did you meet Lisa no okay um, <clears throat> so in PT basically you walk along a corridor and out the other end and then keep starting again and then things change as you're going through and you investigate things so it's it's very similar to that in that sense you, you're walking through this abandoned building um, you're exploring the things in the room you find it it's, it's much more fleshed out than PT was but um, it's it's similar in that sense there's, there's that no combat whatsoever you can't even run in it can't collect things there's nothing to collect um you're just walking around investigating stuff but then every once in a while because you're using your phone as your torch which i think is a really quite quite a nice touch you always get torches in games yeah people don't use torches they use their phones um so you're using your phone as your torch to investigate this this place um and obviously you're getting texts from this other girl as well but um every once in a while it'll go really staticky just before you're about to open a door and you know, on the other side of that fucking door, Cherry Blossom Bitch is there. So, you open the door, Cherry Blossom Bitch is there, she totters towards you, and she walks really funny. It's very, like, um, J-horror-y kind of movements from, yeah. from this this thing. And I'm, but it's, the, it's Silent Hill. So, when, the, when, it, when she get, gets weird, she gets weird. The walls all peel and it goes very industrial and the layout of the room you've just come through and the area you've just come through is completely changed. So, it's not even like you can prepare yourself for it by backtracking and going, right, okay, so I need to turn right and then I need to turn left. It's got all completely changes and you just have to fucking run. And you can't stop. You can't really stop. And Like, if you miss a corridor... You can't go back to it because she's right fucking behind you and you just have to run. And it's absolutely terrifying. And if she catches you, you've got no way of defending yourself. You're just dead. And you have to start the whole thing again. Not the whole thing. I, I don't. The whole run. I don't. So it's quite scary. I had to stop and hug the cat. But it's really good. It looks really good. Um, Story-wise, it's interesting. Um... I just can't wait for the new one. I just really want the new one to come out. Well, Silent Hill 2 remake? Yeah. Have you seen, like, the, um, the, the kind of, like, the gameplay stuff they put out for that the other day? I haven't really had a chance to have a look at it, to be honest. Um, I, I say that, like, I'm hyper-fixating on my book at the moment, so there's that. Um, I've not really had a chance. I want to be able to sit down and watch it when I can sit down and watch it and properly concentrate on it. Hmm. Have you watched it? Yeah, it's just, it's weird because it's, um, 
they're doing third person over the shoulder like Resident uh, Resident Evil remakes. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of smacking scary shit in the face, which yeah, I yeah I don't know. I'd be I'd, I'd be intrigued to see your thoughts. I'll have a, I'll have a look. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, the rest of the stuff that I've been doing, I, I've. I've Carrying on with my, my my Dark Tower series reread, I'm getting sort of towards the end of that now. So I'll um, I don't really know what I'm going to do with myself after I finish that because it's an epic seven book long odyssey. Um, and I always feel a little bit lost after I finish them. So um, yeah, um, and then I think the only other thing I did on my own. Oh no, two things. Um, I rewatched Tick Tick Boom. Um, I was a bit worried about rewatching Tick Tick Boom actually because it's. I had to watch. I, I finished work three hours before Mark finished work um, and needed something to do. I was like, oh, I've, I've been wanting to rewatch Tick Tick Boom. I was a bit worried about rewatching it on a tiny, tiny screen. Um, but it, it's it, it's fine. It's not like you've got loads of action set pieces that you need to be able to see on large scale. Um, but I was just a bit worried because I really loved it when it first came out that it wouldn't stand up. Um, and it, it it really does. It's it's a it's a bit of a gut punch. Is tick tick boom, um, and very very good performance from Andrew Garfield. Mm. Um, yeah, holds up very good. Um, I think that was really high in my films of the year. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like top. I think it was top three. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and then a, a, a previous film of the year for, for Becky. I also rewatched RRR. You did watch Triple Island, yeah. I did. Fuck yeah. Honestly, I said to you after I'd watched it, no hyperbole, if I was asked to put together my top 10 movies of all time, this would be in there. <laughs> that's awesome. It is yeah, fucking perfection good. in a movie. It is so good. I've had the Comron Bean song stuck in my head since. It, it's just so fucking good. Like, it, it's such a huge, epic, awesome undertaking. Like, and it... it one hundred percent does not feel its length at all. It is a good. It's good. It is so good, and that fucking central dance number. The fact that it, it it's, it's this story about like these revolutionaries, right? So like real people, but a fake story. It's quite serious, and it's got like an ending dance number. I love that. All films should have that. Yeah, <laughs> it just it's just wonderful. It's such a good time. Oh, and the bit where they fucking, I mean, you're right. The bit where they clasp hands under the bridge and then the fucking RRR thing comes up behind them. And yes, like, the, 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 the title card for the film comes up 45 minutes into it. Yeah. Oh, I just want... I want it on 4K, but they, you can't get it. Mm. I want to be able to watch no. it in the original language it was filmed with subtitles rather than having to watch it in one of the options that Netflix gives you which none of them is the language it was filmed in oh that's true yeah that's weird that like why is that I don't know it's very irritating hmm but yeah it's just not been just not been brought out Mm. Which is bonkers. He's a fucking Oscar winner. 
It would sell. That's the it thing. Sell, like, yeah, yeah th- th- there's got to be some sort of distribution reason around that. Apparently, there like, is like rights stuff with with um, with with movies from that market are complicated. Apparently, I was reading about why it wasn't a thing. So, Becky, you did some research into mm. why a film wasn't available on 4K. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not as much of a nerd as you. I don't know what aspect ratio it was filmed in. Yeah, you do. I don't really understand aspect ratios. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not normally. I do like physical media, but I'm very much not a oh I need to have this on 4K kind of person because it, it it's just not something that like is on my radar really. But I just really want it in our in our cinema cupboard. That's fair. We still need to make the curtains for that. We do cupboard, need to make the curtains, we? yeah. We're gonna make some red velvet curtains for our for our cupboard <laughs> in our TV. <laughs> yeah, you one hundred percent need to make some curtains. Yeah, you want to do that. Um, but yeah, that's me. That's all I've done. But yeah, honestly, anyone out there that hasn't seen RRR yet, please watch it on Netflix. It yeah. is wonderful. Yes. Do you want me to do my name? Yeah, sure. Cool. Right. I. Matt's about to lower the tone, everyone. I'm not about to lower the tone. I mean, I can, I can take it low. I have a low one. I have one with low in the title. Uh, I watched uh, the 2013 movie um, The To Do List, which stars Aubrey Plaza, Johnny Simmons, who just disappeared, didn't he? That fucker was yeah, in really everything did. for three years. Nothing. That fucking guy. <laughs> um, Bill Hader, Ali Shawkat, uh, Andy Samberg turns up. Uh, Donald Glover turns up. It's it's a fun kind of coming of age. Um, naughty comedy um, <laughs> where Aubrey Plaza plays a girl, uh, Brandy Clark. It's set in the uh, mid 90s, who I'm sorry, the early 90s, 93, I think it is, um, where she plays like a high achieving high schooler who uh, it turns out has achieved so high but has like has no sexual experience at all and decides to approach this year where you would do a school project. So she creates a, a literal to-do list. Is of, that Aubrey Plaza smiling on the front of that? Yeah. Uh, of, of things that she's got to do to kind of build her sex education. And so it builds like a coming-of-age drama around that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's quite funny at points. Bill Hader is the, the star of it. Um, she works at like a local community um, swimming pool. And he like runs the swimming pool. But, right. but the, but the hook is he can't swim himself, and he lives there. Yeah, it's a good time. It's fun. It's a fun film. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we watched a film that is called that has like three names. <laughs> so it's either called the Bagman, which is not a very good name. Not as bad hmm. as long legs, though. Eh? Not as bad as long legs. Motel, <laughs> which is a slightly better name, or the Carrier, which is a mildly better name, but still not a good name. Um, it's this is one of those uh, one of those random kind of movies that has people in it that people know that comes out that nobody knows that it's come out, and then people see like years later. Probably because it's got three different fucking names. Um, so it stars John Cusack. Um, 
Robert De Niro uh, and Crispin Glover turn up in this. Crispin Glover in one of the most Crispin Glover of roles that is out there. Um, hmm. It's so De Niro plays this gangster um, who one of the guys who works for him is John Cusack, and he tells him at the start of the movie, um, "You need to pick up this bag." Take it to this motel room. Sit there, and I will come and pick it up. But you are not allowed to look in the bag. You do not look in the bag. And he's like, fine. But why can't you just get somebody else? Why do I get? Why do I have to pick this up? Why can't you just get somebody else to pick it up? And he's like, he's like, is it? Is it? What, what's in the bag? Is it dangerous? She's like, it's not dangerous. I just need you to pick it up. So he goes to pick up the bag, and all hell breaks loose, and people keep trying to kill him. And it's all set like in a in a hotel room. A lot of John Cusack movies are set in hotel rooms. It's, it's not like all set, it's all set around the hotel complex, but there's a lot of like John Cusack stays in a lot of hotels in films. <laughs> yeah, on motels. Um, it's it it it's it's ten minutes too long. Yeah. Um, the the girl at Rebecca De Costa, the Brazilian actress, is really fucking good in it. Um. But then she's been in nothing ever since. But she's really quite... She's good in this. She's a good screen fence along it. Um, but I had a good time with it, but it very much is for people who... People who like this era of Jean Cusack movies. <laughs> um, De Niro's funny in it because he very much is just... He's just playing a real fucking piece of shit. Um, and... I mean, there's a, there's a point in it where his character, uh, somebody who works for him, a girl who works for him, fucks up something and it costs him some money. Um, so he he basically breaks her nose just because then he can feel better about it because he's done something about it. But he breaks her nose, but he's going to pay for the reconstructive surgery to get her, what is it? But he just really wanted to punch her in the face. Um... And it's done in a really fucking menacing way. Uh, it's a weird film, but I, I, I enjoyed it enough. It, 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 it was a, a decent lunchtime watch, but it's not. Nobody needs to rush out and go and see it. <laughs> not like Triple R. Not like Triple R, no. Um, I watched Bull Durham, the uh, Ron Shelton, uh, Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon, and Tim Robbins movie. Um, honestly, it put the entire film going. Who the fuck is Bill Durham? And the baseball team here are called the Durham Bulls. Before I realised, wait a minute, it's Bull Durham, not Bill Durham. <laughs> good. Yep, well done. For a good amount of time. And then once I realised, I was like, it doesn't even look like an eye. <laughs> I don't know where I've got Bill Durham from. Um, it's This is one of those like 80s to early 90s movies that was, that was made for grown-ups that this is the sort of grown-up movie that we don't tend to get as many of it's not we don't get them anymore but we don't get as many of which is getting big hollywood stars to just star in like a bit of a a bit of a caper movie there's just a bit of jollying around and that's all there really is in it um so it's all set around like the minor league of baseball and tim robbins playing a like a, a young, um, like, it's his first season, but he's destined to go on to the the big leagues, or what they call in the film, the show. 
And Susan Sarandon's character is like is a woman who just kind of really likes baseball and picks one player every year to essentially have a relationship with for that season. And that's it. And the team, basically because Tim Robbins' character is a bit of a wild card, they bring in Kevin Costa's character who's at the end of his career to kind of come in and mentor him. Um, and that's kind of how the film goes. And of course, there's a bit of a love triangle bit going on. Um, it's it's incredibly like throwaway and a lot more kind of comedy than I expected. And not really that much of a sports film. <laughs> but but I had a good enough time with it. It's quite funny. It's quite fun. Um, yeah. It's alright. It was a good... It'd be, it, it'd be an okay uh, elliptical watch, Ian. Yeah, I, I mean, bless you. It's never going to happen, but I appreciate it. Um, I think it's just... I, I, I quite like Kevin Costner as a screen presence. I think he's a... It, that era of Costner is very watchable for me. Oh, for sure. Um, I watched a film <laughs> called Lower Learning. <laughs> um, what? Stars Jason Biggs, Eva Longoria, uh, Monica Porter, uh, and Rob Corddry. Um Rob Corddry plays like the, the principal of this school... But he plays it as just like an absolute piece of shit. Uh, who is essentially he's he's extorted the entire school budget <laughs> uh, and embezzled it all to himself, and he's using it to like pay some of like a lot of the kids to like um, to be like his slaves, <laughs> um, and he's trying to get the school shut down. Because if the school gets shut down, nobody will realise that he's embezzled all of this money. But it's done in very typical Rob Corddry ways. Um, and the vice principal, played by Jason Biggs, finds out about this and is trying to stop it. But Rob Corddry is just not letting him. And about halfway through the film, for no explainable reason, he hires the school band, or parts of the school band, to just follow him around playing theme music for him. And so they do that, but just really badly. But it's not explained in the film, and it just makes no real sense. The film makes no real sense. Eva Longoria plays a school inspector that just has a really bad drug habit, which goes nowhere. (laughs) It is... It's not a good film. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed it. But it's not a good film. Has a great. Do you think sometimes you watch too many films? No, I don't. I don't think I watch enough. Okay, um, alright, that's fine. That's good. I, it's I I I I can devour this shit like a motherfucker. Num num num. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. This is my num nums. I mean, there's mm. a point where Rob Corddry is in uh, urinal taking a leap next to Jason Biggs, and basically keeps ordering to flush his urinal for him. And then when he's going, I'm not going to do that, he turns around to him and just says, you're just a fluffer in this titty flick. <laughs> and then walks away. And the band <laughs> that he's hired just walk off behind him, playing sinister music badly. And you watch it going, I can't believe I'm watching this. And what's worse is, I can't believe I found that quite funny. 
Um, and then my final one uh, for this week is I watched City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Good. Um, I legit think that City Slickers is a fucking great movie, not just a great me- a movie that Mark thinks is a great movie. City Slickers is a great, fun adventure movie. And City Slickers 2 is almost a great, fun adventure movie. But the problem is with City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, is it's good, it's fine, it's fun. You don't have Bruno Kirby in shorts in it like you do in um, City Slickers. And he's been replaced by John Lovett, who is more fun to spend time with than Bruno Kirby. But the problem with City Slickers 2 isn't that it's not very good or the story doesn't kind of make any sense. Um, The problem with City Slickers 2 is, while you're watching it, you could have been watching City Slickers instead. And that's just a better movie. So Mm. if City Slickers 2 had come out and City Slickers 2 was just the first City Slickers movie with the same kind of plot and the first 10 minutes was just what had happened in City Slickers, it'd be fine. It'd still be a fun movie. The problem is, there's no reason why you would ever watch City Slickers 2 when you can watch City Slickers instead. But it is a fair. Okay. But it is a fun movie. It's just shy of two hours long. It never outstays its welcome. Billy Crystal's again just fun in it. Um, it's what's wild though is he's celebrating his fortieth birthday in this, and I'm looking at Billy Crystal in this, going, "I don't feel too bad about being forty now." <laughs> <laughs> if, if if that's what forty looked like in 1994, I, I think I'm doing all right. At 41. Uh, either that, or, I, or the other part, thought that crossed my mind when I thought that was, oh, holy shit, what if I think I look alright and that's what I look like? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. But you just would watch City Slickers instead. What? But, like, so, like, if you ever watch City Slickers 1. Yeah. Again, will you be like, right? I'll watch Legend of Curly's Gold now. Probably, I'd probably watch it not straight afterwards, but probably a few weeks later, I probably would end up watching it. But while I was watching it, I would still be thinking, could be watching Slitty Slickers instead. Hmm. It, at no point in at any of the points in City Slickers Two is it better than. Um, apart from the Bruno Kirby John Lovitz switch out because John Lovitz character just randomly just starts going into these like monologues which are basically just Godfather Part 2 <laughs> he just starts doing scenes from Godfather Part 2 <laughs> but it's it, but it's John Lovitz doing it so it's really funny yeah I mean that's going to be a good time yeah there's a bit where um, like it's it, it, something because he plays Billy Crystal's brother, um, and like but he, he's basically saying to Billy Crystal, you know, oh, when did you give Phil, Phil who's played by Daniel Stern, he, his friend, says, when did you give him a job? And he's like, oh, about six months ago. And all oh, right, so around the time where I contacted you and said, I don't suppose you have a job that you could give me about six months ago, and he goes, well, no, but 
And then he just goes into the hall. You know the the speech at the towards the end of Godfather Part Two, where John Cazale is sat down. He's like sat down in the chair. He just does that speech. <laughs> and Billy Crystal keeps oh, kind of hell. like trying to like interrupt him by like responding to it. And he just he keeps doing it. And then he's and then Billy Crystal's character's like, wait, wait, is this the Godfather Part Two again? <laughs> and he's like. And he just he carries on doing it because stop. What does the Godfather Part Two have to do have anything to do with this? And this happens like four or five times throughout the movie. Nice. <laughs> to the point of where Daniel Stern's character just starts teeing him up for stuff. Like he'll just say something, and it'll, it'll like at one point he goes, "Oh my God, what would more Green do in this fucking <laughs> in this situation?" <laughs> and he'll just start going off into something. Oh, maybe it is better than I thought it was. Nice, good. Well, sorry, Ian, what have you been up to now? <laughs> Deary me, good stuff. Um, yeah, so I've got, uh, got a few. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, Iron Claw, we'll talk about it next week. Um, spoiler alert, 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd Ooh. for me. Um, I didn't see that. I, yeah. I, didn't see, I didn't see that you give it 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, good movie. Oh, good movie. So the Zac Efron. Um, it's a sports movie. There's a lot of shirtless men, and it's it's kind of a broken manny kind of vibe. It looks like from the front of it. I think this could be a five star banger for Mark. It's it's a very very extremely Mark's shit, <laughs> like uh, very very much. Zac Efron in it literally looks like at times he's got like a not a fat suit but like a suit for just Muscles. how bulky he is. It's Fucking bonkers. Yeah, I, I, I saw a thing and, of him talking about, um, like, he, he was saying, he was asking about his workout routine and everything like this, and all this stuff. I was saying, oh, you amazing body transformation. I just thought, like, what I don't get is everyone keeps telling me how amazing this is uh, and how it, like, it's great. And he said, it's terrible. He said, but nobody was giving me credit for this as an act when I did it for Baywatch. He's is he good? In a it? lot bigger in this yeah. than he is in. It feels like more of a transformation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Baywatch was a transformation. He looks fucking incredible in it, but it it is like it is it is wild. Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. Um, so yeah, um, watched the uh, new Illumination film Migration. Oh yeah, uh, with with lots and her friends. Um, yeah, oh, there's not too much to say about this, to be honest. It's barely a film. I have um, heard that. It's quite, yeah, it, it's really weird. It's like there's this overall plot of ducks decide to migrate to Jamaica. I don't know what I was going to say, Jamaica, Jamaica, uh, for the winter. And then it literally feels like... And then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then they're in Jamaica. The end. It's, oh, I mean, like Lottie. I was talking to her about it, and she was just like, "Yeah, there wasn't really a story. It was just lots of funny bits." Yeah, you know, like usually, like she comes out with, "Yeah, I, I liked it," or or something like that. But like, yeah, it was actually. I don't know, she was kind of like, kind of understanding the nuances of, there's not much to it. Yeah. You know, which was, which was interesting to hear, actually. Um, 
so and it, it's odd because the story starts with Kamal Nanjiani like voicing the dad duck, say like basically reading his well, telling his kids a bedtime story. It's basically never go away from the pond, otherwise you'll be killed. Oh. Fair. But so I kind I kind of thought what so they're doing Finding Nemo then are they? Um, but then he basically has his mind changed because he's just like. He, he talks to his uncle, voiced by Danny DeVito, and he was like, yeah, you'll be like me. You'll be lonely for the rest of your life if you don't let, let them go. And he's like, oh, all right, then. We're going to go. And he's never got any problem with it again. So there's not really any kind of like emotional arcs to this. There's like a bit in the third act where the da- like the dad says to the son, like, no, you need to listen to me and, you know, just don't don't think, just do what I'm saying. And, and and then like two minutes later, it's kind of resolved, and that, that and it's just things on screen that happen. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it's just a it's just a nothing of a film. There's there's a there's some funny bits in it. Um, you know that it has its moments. Definitely like basically all in the trailer. Um, and then it ended. Just, yeah, I mean, the kids enjoyed it enough. Uh, it's really, really, really short. There's a Despicable Me short at the start. And I swear, even with that, we were out of there an hour and 25 in. Oh. With like a 10-minute short at the start. It is a very, very short film. Um, And yeah, I just... The thing is, it's like if you gave it another ten minutes, I mean, you could Fuck probably it. have some like character stuff in it. There's just no character stuff in it. It's just a family basically going from one place to the other, and they have stops along the way. So is the the short is that part of the movie or is that before the movie? It's like a little short before. It's be- yeah, it's before the movie. It's yeah. like the movie here, eighty three minutes migration. I. Yeah, I think like, that probably as well, won't you? What does the B? The key thing would be what does the BBFC say? Because like they'll basically rate everything after the BBFC card, and that like the short was after the BBFC. Card. Oh wow! So it wasn't like a like you used to like you used to get years ago in cinemas back. I mean, I, I even I remember that we used to get a, a cartoon before it. No, no, yeah. So here we go. I'll have a look now. Migration. Let's have a look. Details. 91 minutes. Yeah, there you go. So the film itself then is 83 minutes. Like, yeah, like like hour and a quarter and then eight minutes of credits. That sounds probably about right, actually. Fucking hell. That's short for a film, isn't it? 75 minutes. I know we said there's a lot of films too long nowadays, but that just feels a little bit... Something went wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I, I kind of don't... I don't know where you'd add to it, though. That's the thing. And it said the screenplay was written by Mike White. Yeah. And it it it, it can't be that Mike White. Yeah, it's that Mike White. Yeah. It honestly we, is such a nothing of a film. I mean, you've also got to remember that he also wrote um, like the Emoji movie, uh, <laughs> and he's right, writing Despicable yeah. Me Four. Okay, I mean. I don't know, like, there's... 
Weird career, that Actually, guy's no. Like. It just, it, there's, there, there's nothing there. I mean, God, that's a paycheck. Um, I just feel like his name, like, carries some cachet now because of the White Lotus. Mm. Um, and he's just writing fucking bollocks, like, well, bobbins, like this. You know, it's not hateful or anything, you know, the... There's a funny bit with a heron voiced by Carol Kane when they're not too sure whether it's evil or not. <laughs> Quite enjoyed that. Um, I, yeah, actually, no, do you know what? That's like a five minute, five, ten minute sequence that's actually all right. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's that. Um, but yeah, okay, so there you go. Migration, like two out of five. Fair. Just nothing. There's just nothing to it. It's not not like the worst thing you'll see this year. It's it looks nice, and it passes the time okay. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. So, um, lastly for me, uh, the Kingsman films. So, Kingsman Secret Service, I think, is is the best of the lot. Is that the first one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, I, I, he's great as the villain. Sophia Batella kind of mentioned her earlier on. Really, really good as her as his henchman. It, it's got some fun, ballsy stuff in it. Uh, the Colin Firth sequence in that church, yeah, where he's killing everyone because they, they've had they're they're all like, being affected by that mobile signal is really, really, really good. Yeah, they all become like um, they all become really violent because of it, and he yeah. because he's like super trained, he can be like unbelievably violent. Yeah, so he just kills everybody in there, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, it's something. Um, and they're also, I mean, like you know, they they backtrack on this in in the in the sequel, but it's pretty ballsy that they just straight up off Colin Firth in the second act. Mm, yeah, but then they fuck it up in the sequel. Yeah, and I like yeah, I really yeah, like the yeah, sequel. But yeah, it was a yeah, little bit no, like I, I like I like the sequel as well. And like but it, it does feel like the weight's taken away from it. But the way then in the third act it's Eggsy and the the girl who's then rather unceremoniously killed off like ten minutes into the sequel. Um they they have to go it alone. It, it's yeah, really well handled actually. Um the 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 the, the, the sexual humour of, of these films is not great, maybe. I Yeah. I, you know, I mean like it's not it, it, it's just a little it, bit it feels like it feels like something Bond would do if it was allowed to though. Yeah, it just feels a little bit juvenile. Yeah, and I mean there, there, there yeah, yeah, there is there is that. But his I've gotta say, like her when she says like if you save the world we can you can do it up the asshole yeah. and then like the cut to him just going like i'll be right back it's funny it's 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 a funny reaction out of taron edgerton um and then as in the golden circle they kind of redo that with colin firth saying to elton john uh, if I save the world, can I have uh, a ticket to your next concert? And Elton John says, if you save the world, you can have a backstage pass. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um... <laughs> I mean, the the, 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 the Elton John um, and the fucking killer dog robot things, and he just puts his face in front of it to save Colin Firth, and it just says, friend, Elton John friend. It is, is really funny. 
It, yeah, no, that is no, that's great. I know I bounces the golden circle slightly, but the bit where Julianne Moore is like showing off like the test stages of that like blue virus thing in the drugs, and then they, she gives Elton John the antidote. And Elton John just goes, get me out of here, you fucking bitch. <laughs> it's great. He's so angry. It's it like he's really, really locked in. <laughs> yeah, he's on board. He's having a good laugh with being Elton John is in this as Elton John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah, he's great. Look, Secret Service. I um yeah, I I, I really, really like it. Golden Circle, I, I think, is also is also decent. I think it does a good job of kind of expanding the world. Um, I think Mark Strong gets some good stuff to do in it as well. Um, him kind of like singing country roads and then blowing up's good. Um, but I will say the Julianne Moore of it, she feels very one note, um, and it you know it almost feels a bit like. It's a bit of a trick they're playing where she's the bad guy, but then you've also got the US president like who's at, like who's actually worse, like her or the US president going, actually I'm gonna play along and then this is a really good chance to basically end the war on drugs forever because everybody who's been taking drugs will die. You know, like so you you've got that in there as well. Then Pedro Pascal is like this third part where, you know, he's like actually I agree with the president and I've got my, my reasons for it. And it's so the Julianne Moore thing, it almost feels like it's kind of like the window dressing of the bad guy when she's not really the bad guy that they actually have the battle against. Cause again, like they basically just get her ODing on that blue stuff and she dies. And obviously you're probably not going to have Julianne Moore having a fight sequence, but it all just, feels like okay so they're playing up this 50s americana kind of bit with her and she's vicious like she gets that guy to feed um to to feed keith allen into a meat grinder and then serves up keith allen burgers (laughs) you know again that's the kind of like the bat shit kind of stuff that i enjoy that matthew vaughn does that's fun it's funny and you know, and that, you know, it's a comic booky kind of film. Well, it's based on a graphic novel, and that's kind of stuff that you'd never get in an MCU. You you would you will never get that. Um, so, but yeah, I it, I like I like Pedro Pascal in it. Channing Tatum basically is a cameo. I forgot how little he is actually in it. Um, he's basically in it for ten minutes and then gets frozen for the for the rest of the film. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fun. It is nice to see Colin Firth back, despite the fact that, it, it, you know, the film is two and a quarter hours long and it almost feels like maybe you could have actually cut out the 20, 25 minutes of Colin Firth material and you could have had something a little bit more concise. Yeah. But then, I, I you know, I like the way that it ends with Eggsy just getting married and off he goes, maybe, unless he rocks up in Argyle 2 or 3 or... Argyle the fourth book or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. So yeah, I, I I like these films. And then you've got The King's Man. Um which I think has been like done a disservice by the fact that it had its uh, release delayed so much because of because of COVID. Mm. Um It is an odd film, is The King's Man. Um it is both quite contemplative. There's 
the 20 minute section where Harris Dickinson goes to war and then it's just really grim. It doesn't play out like he thinks it's going to. And then he's shot in the head because they like the people think he's a German spy. I mean, like that's you've got that sequence, but then you've also got Reese fans playing Rasputin, <laughs> a, like sex pest Rasputin. Tom Hollander, literally credited as Tom Hollander cubed in the credits, playing three characters. And a mid-credits sting that unveils that the next film's big bad will be Adolf Hitler. It it is such a weird tonal. What the fuck is going on? That if you do not vibe with it, it's got to be like nails down a chalkboard. But I vibe with it. I enjoy it. Ray Fiennes is giving it some welly with this. Um, he convinces as a guy kicking some ass. He also convinces as a guy who feels incredible guilt for his wife dying and now he's taking it out on his son. But do you know what? Also, he was kind of right, but also his son was also kind of right because without what his son did, they wouldn't be able to win the war, basically. You know, it, it's this really complex emotional stuff but it also has a mid-credit sting where Adolf Hitler is re- as revealed as the sequel's villain, where Reese Vans eats out Ray Fiennes' leg while Ray Fiennes moans, uh, <laughs> like in a weird sexual pleasure way. Um, God, yeah, I've got rubbed that bit now. <laughs> it is honestly the Reese Vans, st- and then he's like, and then he's dead, like an hour into the film. The Reese Vans stuff is great. Like I, I mean, they must have just been laughing after every single take doing that shit. Yeah. Like just in a how how are we being allowed to do this? Like what? <laughs> and that that I mean that that film that film is a fifteen like Kingsman and Kingsman the Golden Circle and like you say Argyle with the twelve, it does kind of feel like it's missing that more subversive stuff. Yeah. It is trying to actually play to a bit of a wider audience and that there is some there is a little something lost there i'd I'd agree um so yeah the i i rate all the kingsman films i think the first one is the best i think the king's man is interesting and fair play to to him for making it um so yeah there we are um that is that twitter questions i shall just find them on my phone. Uh, only got one this week. Uh, we always appreciate them. Okay. Uh, Rick Kidd, what are your favourite Sam Rockwell performances? Moon. I mean, Moon has to be up there, doesn't it? As like, I think probably his best performance. He's he is good in Iron Man Two, mind. He is good. He yeah. might be the best part of Iron Man Two. Actually, didn't they? The cat uh, agrees. Cat does agree. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. Try to think of what else there is. There's, cause I think there's one that we're all missing. I mean, he's very good in Green Mile, isn't he? He's great in Seven Psychopaths. He is very good in Seven Psychopaths. Uh, I mean, he's fantastic in The Sitter. He's great in the sitter. 
when he keeps ranking his ha- ha- which, who's his best friends. <laughs> it's a fucking good film, is the setter. I don't care what anyone says. As he's long established, him, I don't care what anyone says about films that I like. <laughs> he's wonderful in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. Oh god, yeah, he's in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant as Thurfod. Yeah. I, I know that it's, it's probably a little bit like you're not really supposed to say this because the film has weirdly and his performance has weirdly kind of been kind of like stealth cancelled but he's he is very good in three billboards outside of Missouri mm. yep. you know he's really good in it you know what Martin McDonough has done there is really fucking clever in the sense that he's written a a piece of shit person but it, just saying, look, just because this guy's a piece of shit doesn't mean to say that he can't at some point do something good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and as much as you don't mm. like the film, he's very good in Jojo Rabbit. He is, because he's great at um, emotional beats. Actually, mm. do you know what's a really weird, like, low-key one that I, I really liked? Uh, I really liked his performance um, in it. Uh, the Way Way Back. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's... As like a, a kind of mentor, like like big brother figure that he ends up becoming for this kid. Mm. Um, and there's a bit where he has a bit of a standoff with Steve Carell in it. And he, he, he just, he's really fucking good in it. But he also gets to do the Sam Rockwell fucking, just <clears throat> uber charisma Sam Rockwell bits as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But he's, he's just fucking great. And he's, mm. Sam Rockwell, you know you're going to have a good time when Sam Rockwell turns up. Seven Psychopaths is probably my favourite, though. Yeah. I love that film. Yes, it's a very good film, yes. Um, yeah, that, that was it. Questions, what are we covering next week, Ian? Nice. Uh, okay, so yeah, next week will be uh, The Iron Claw. Um, and uh, American Fiction. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. To that. That's a good week, that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be, yeah, that is going to be a good week, I think. Um, yeah, American fiction isn't playing too many places actually, but uh, it, it, it feels like it hasn't really had that much like hoo ha around it either. Mm. Considering it's like a, been nominated for quite a lot of Oscars. Yeah, it, 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 it's a bit of a strange one that. Um, yeah, but uh, but we shall uh, we shall talk about that uh, then next week. Yep. Uh, so I feel like you had more to say, Mark. Sorry. No, I didn't. No, no that was it. Okay, all right. So, thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I've been Ian Loring. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Becky. Thank you very much, Ian. Sam Taylor Johnson. <laughs> You're on the list. <laughs> be very fucking careful. <laughs> be very, very careful. Even though, to, to be fair, I kind of feel like if this goes badly, that could it could actually be the last thing she ever makes. And if she, she if she were a man, that probably wouldn't be the case. So actually, do you know what? I'm going to let her off. I, Jason I would, Reitman. I would also say, though, about Sam Taylor-Johnson Wood, uh, that if, let's say, she were a man and she was in a long-standing relationship with a person that she directed when that person was 15 years old, she might not be working again as well. Mm. Although Luke Besson exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, a fair point. Uh, bye. I don't know how we follow that up. Uh, bye.
by before we say anything else. It's litigious. <laughs> not saying anything dodgy, but I'm yes. just saying the optics of it are... Not great. Not great. Yeah, okay. No, that, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>